Guten Morgen. Morgen. Good morning. Good morning, Morgan and Cameron. Thank you. Good morning. And everyone listening. Good morning. All five of you. Hello. Hello. Uh, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, it's morning. God. So, yeah, we had to change up the intro because it's morning time on a Tuesday. Bang. And it actually is. We're on episode 11. We're not joined by a guest today. We're on our own. We're on our lonesome. We're going to figure it out. You are our guest. As a team. You are our guest. Be our guest. <laughs> Breaks out in the song. Yeah. Cute music. Be our guest. Sorry. That's all right. You can what copy anything that I do in false chords if you like. <laughs> Um, I've just realized that camera looks like it's on a serious I angle. I did say over this. There. We can do that in post and change it. Okay. I can do it now if you want. Do you want to do it? Now? <laughs> no, it's right. It's okay. right. Leave it. We'll be we'll be slightly not straight okay. for this entire oh, episode. Well, fucking, we're way ahead of you there, mate. Uh, while I'm pushing the water away, come back. Okay. So, um, all right. Forget about that. That that's going to kill all of our OCD the whole episode. But it was pissing matter. me off where before we even where started. Where to fix your trucks, dude? That look yeah. at that. You can't viewers can't see it, but that just Ooh. kills me. Yeah, your what door handle. I own a house, and the apprentice did not know how to put doorknobs on straight, and every doorknob in my house is like. Oh, it's just it's like a, it's a it's a handle. I almost want to email them and be like, "What the hell is this?" I want to send an email. <laughs> I want to send an email via the computer system. <laughs> I'm nearly thirty. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be one of these cunts that starts doing Yelp reviews. Yeah, you are. The KFC in North Lakes isn't very good. <laughs> Call me Karen. Darcy. Call me Karen. <laughs> it's like Cameron Darcy. It's Karen. Well, yes. Um, um, anyway. Anyway, so uh, housekeeping. 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 We need it. Yeah, we should Room really service. make. I'm going to make Consuela. some jingles. Consuela. Make some jingles for that. Oh, housekeeping. No, 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 housekeeping. I, I come join. Anyway. Um, so we've what is been, housekeeping? Um, we've been doing all the usual stuff. Um, a little bit of sort of very recent news is that <clears throat> the entire contents of the world's reign decided to sit above Brisbane City for the last <laughs> four days. And um, has taken us back to a, another one in 100 years that only happened 10 years ago, flood. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, that happened right as I ran out of food too. So obviously I do once a week shopping. And right on our very last day, just finished the last bit of chicken breast and everything in the fridge. All the vegetables are gone. And uh, yeah, it starts raining. I'm like, oh, that's raining really heavy. And then, because I don't really watch TV, so I don't follow the weather or news or anything like that, so I had no idea. And then two days later, I'm like, fuck, it's really raining. And then my Coles delivery got cancelled, Woolies delivery, and they got cancelled. And I was like, oh, well, I'll just drive down there. Nope. Flooded everywhere. Can't get out of my estate. And I'm like, okay. So we had to live off effing takeout for bloody like three, four days before I could actually go to the shops. And there's and hardly wasted... any people to bring you the food. Yeah, anyway, I had to go pick no it up. On the road. Yeah, I had to go bloody yeah. pick it up in the rain and go like an alternate route to get to the freaking 7-Eleven up the road. And I just ate like crap the past freaking four days, but we're good yeah, now. It's terrible. We, get, we it get was, back on track. It was sort of a reality check though, a reality check. Anyway, um, I was like, yo, like just how quickly shit can go wrong. Like I was yeah. like, Two, two, three days ago, I'm just chilling, you know, got my delivery or delivery of food coming and we're all in the ecosystem and everything's all cool. And then a bit of rain comes and next minute I'm like, I have no food to feed myself. I don't have any vegetables in the yeah. backyard. I'm not self-sufficient. I was like, holy crap, I'm so reliant on this system that is in place. And it just like, it was almost like little, a, 
a glimpse at like if there was ever an apocalypse, how quickly shit would go bad. Like, yeah. I was like, forget toilet paper, bro. I was like, when you don't have food, man. Like, <laughs> and then I went to Coles when I finally got to Coles four or five days later. It was empty. There was yeah, nothing in yeah. there. There was no bread. There was you no. You couldn't anything. literally get anything because all the roads were cut off. Everyone, no one could even get to work. Like yep. it was just bad news. You also see all the food that's on the shelves that no one likes, and it's like really <laughs> obvious. Yeah. Like all the healthy option, the health aisle's full. <laughs> all the healthy fucking food, no worries. It's, it's even like, on clearance because it's been sitting there for. Even so long. in the apocalypse, people don't want to eat that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it out. That's uh, so true. Um, but yeah, so it's been pretty pretty devastating for some people. You know, we're not trying to take it too kind of lighthearted, but it's like, what's the weather like out there, Ali? It's raining. It's <laughs> Thanks, raining hard, It's raining, man. <laughs> it was pretty much like that. Every single weather true. person was just like, it is raining out here and flooding. And uh, <laughs> There's this one reporter that was being dramatic as fuck, though. He was like, I'm out here and I'm stranded. Da, da, da. Then yeah. like an hour later, he was in another location. I'm like, so much for being stranded, bro. Yeah, it's like, dude, you got a helicopter waiting for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> you legit. Channel 9 flies off on the ladder. Yeah. So <laughs> um, it's been pretty hectic to see. and um, But it's also made, made sure that we've, yeah, like Cam said, sort of reassessed kind of if an emergency strikes, you need to make sure that you've got your shit and- down. I was playing a video game and the power went off and I was about to get the dub <laughs> and the fucking power went off. Obviously. I yeah, just amazing. got the banners, was re- reviving the squad and Apex Legends and uh, and the power went off and then I can't, and my mate texted me like, what happened? And I'm like, the power went off. And he was like, no. So yeah. I lost a dub because of this fucking and- <laughs> I just got my skateboard set up and I couldn't even go out in the rain. See, it's first world problems here. Um, yeah. Really. He offered me money problem. to skate in my garage. That's how fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> this wanted to skate. Yeah, I really badly did. Um, oh, but we couldn't hell. and we we're stuck inside and um, I was actually learning how to grow vegetables and build my own soil base. And then it all went, did all your soil get destroyed? Yeah, well, the whole, well, the garden soil did. Um, yeah. The soil that I'm building is not destroyed because I'm, yeah, doing it in big pots. So I didn't know you were building soil or making. You can't soil. build soil. You that's that's what you get of like the. I'm I learning. I don't know anything yeah. about soil. Well, I'm learning from. Shit, right? Yeah, I'm learning from um, this guy who has a channel on YouTube called Build a Soil, which is why I'm calling um, it Building a Soil. I was going to say it um, sounds odd saying Build Soil. Yeah, but essentially you're just making sure it has all the right nutrient makeup. Are you, are you manuring it yourself? He <laughs> just sits on the pot and just shit yeah. I've just got a bucket sitting outside. Ricky, we're shitting in the pot now. <laughs> <laughs> We need to feed the soil. Yeah. We're going full <laughs> organic, baby. But doesn't that actually work? Isn't human shit like really good for it? Isn't it? Probably. Like- um, it depends on what you've put in the other side. Like with anything else. Like if you say, for example, my chickens and ducks, I know that they get fed vegetables and grains and eat bugs theirs. and whatever. So yeah, well, I do use it. It's not that I, I choose just to use theirs <laughs> over mine. <laughs> but, but yes, I do, I do use theirs and I do <clears> use a toilet. Um, <laughs> just for the viewers out there Yeah, just to make sure everyone's got the right picture in their head um, <laughs> Now I've been learning and yeah, you just get all the right nutrients It helps you to grow yeah. stuff Then you can just grow optimally um, And depending on the conditions Like obviously you can do indoor grows Where you like, you know Can ch- like manipulate the temperature and all of this But mm. I'm trying to do it out in the, the sunshine That we haven't had much of as yeah. of late 
Um, so yeah, like basically I've just been trying to do that. It also meant that we were stuck inside, um, not nowhere to go. Everyone was kind of <clears> like, <throat> oh, this is like mother nature's lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> but it gave us some stuff to do, work on a few ideas and things like that. Um, but as we say, we're pretty lucky. Some people got messed up and um, we move. So Bang. next, what's out? what else has been happening? Um, you went out to a gig recently, you guys? Yes, we did. Yeah, well, like for about well, a local gig? half an hour. <clears throat> I was there for a little longer, but yeah, uh, yeah. So we're yeah, we're gonna we'll see in disgust, uh, Brisbane band. Are they Brizzy or Gold Coast? Disgust, Brizzy. I think they weren't they Gold. Oh, anyway, disgust. So they're sick. So they're local. Yeah, they were playing. Um, and yeah, I'm just too old for gigs now. If the venue's not what I consider a good standard, I just got like tired and freaking ended ended up going home because the venue was like um. Real echoey. It's like they didn't have any soundproofing up on the walls or nothing. It was like all brick and shit. So like I'm like we're hearing these bands play with blasting amps and cabs and PA speakers and it's just complete. All I heard was just reverb, just bouncing off the walls. I was like, I can't hear the lyrics. I can't hear the guitar riffs. I was like, I can't hear shit. I'm like, it was just fucking noise. And I'm, I'm nearly 30 now and I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not 18 anymore, man. I can't just get drunk and just like headbanging a bit anymore. I just don't care. I'm like... I, I, I will go to a gig if I can go there and enjoy the music and like get like headbanged to some sick riffs and like get into it. But that particular venue, um, yeah, just for me, the I think audio it's made was, for like quieter. Yeah, it was just so not, just not, it was just noise, man. And I was like, yeah. I can't even talk to the person right next to me, let alone hear any of the riffs of what they're playing or hear the vocals yeah. or anything. It was just fucking. From what I saw from pictures, it looked like it would suit. An acoustic guitar. And yeah, vocals. I've seen acoustic people <clears throat> play there. Um, yeah, I've actually talked to some people who play yeah. acoustic there, and that's how way better. Like, yeah, it actually it's works intimate. Really well. It's nice. Like, it's kind of dungeony looking. Yeah, yeah. brick cave, um, which looks cool. But I do love the venue. But it's, it's just like when you just got everyone, like you said, playing fully loud, as loud as they can. Yeah, it sounds like they're all playing in a washing machine. Yeah, there was yeah. just yeah, couldn't exactly. couldn't talk to anyone. The yeah, it was just. That's also the producer side of you as well, because having like you're going mm, the reverb, mm, we should do some soundproofing in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one's thinking about that. Clear up hey. these frequencies no. yeah. and stuff. Like that's the importance well, of they, actually choosing a good venue to host. Dude, these not things. even not only that, it's like it's so fucking easy to do. They could spend about four thousand dollars, I reckon, on soundproofing that. Because you don't, you don't, you don't have the soundproof in the sense of in the walls. Like you can just put these acoustic padding things up, you know, across, you know, buy like four pairs of them, about nine hundred bucks each, and you get like twelve of them, and you just chuck them up on the walls, space them out across, and then chuck some bass traps in the corners. That alone Easy. will do like massively because it's not about soundproofing in a, in regards to like making the sound quieter. It's about when the sound comes out of the speakers, when it hits the wall, instead of bouncing off the wall and bouncing and bouncing and bouncing, it gets absorbed by the foam padding and it reduces it by like 50%, like how much is actually bouncing around the room. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, it just makes everything clearer and more audible. And then, you know, in my case, more enjoyable because I can actually hear what they're playing and I can mm-hmm. appreciate the music more. That's that's so true anyway. Yeah, it's a clarity. It's just clearing things up a little bit in the venue's, room, in the space. So the venue's making money too. So it's not like they yeah. they can't fucking buy that shit. It's like, but, come on, dude. Yeah, but if they're doing mostly acoustic gigs and then they have what? a metal, like I think they are. Well, it's if they have metal bands that come in and say, "Hey, we want to use your venue," 
here's some money, they'd be like, oh, we don't care. We'll take it regardless. I yeah. don't think they ever charge for door fees there. I've never <clears> had to pay to go to a gig there. Right. Yeah. So I, I think they- Drinks are like 15 bucks a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I'm over exaggerating, yeah. but it's expensive. Yeah. Are there some good venues out there that do have- Proper soundproofing. The gig that I was talking about, Flaming Galar, before it went down, yeah, I'm pretty sure Galar that had some great. soundproofing on the walls, and that was a pretty decent. Yeah, just some basic um, stuff, at least. Woolly, uh, not Woolly Mammoth. Um, they probably do as well because they're a pretty big venue. Um, Mansfield Tavern, I'm pretty sure was was pretty decent. Mansfield was decent, but it was a massive room. Yeah, heaps heaps of mm, space. I know there. a few clubs that do. Um, and then obviously when they build new spaces and like Fortitude Music Hall and stuff like that for these big mm. pro gigs, yeah. obviously then when you get start to go to the, these concert halls, probably temporarily throw it up for like the bigger, bigger bands and bigger DJs, right? Yeah, but like imagine say playing in a hall that's meant for like a massive orchestra, like yeah. a concert hall or something that's acoustically designed specifically for sound of like heaps of different textures and instruments and all this you'd be able you'd hear everything so clear be awesome yeah yeah so i don't know i think that's pretty cool but getting less tolerant at an older age oh my god is certainly something i can agree with because yeah i noticed that now i know what i like i know what I, like it's easy for me to tell what I don't like, and yeah, I've your got this, standards are real set. Yeah, but, and it's yeah, kind of like I understand what I'm doing more and the repercussions of that, and whether or not that's worth it to me in my time. Um, yeah, you when, you, when, more, you're, when you're yeah. 18, you just don't you don't care. 19, 20, that's what I was doing. Yeah. I, had, I had money, had a job. I was like, yeah, I can go out and spend 300 bucks, and wouldn't be can I? I'd still. But nowadays, I'm like, oh, I got a home loan, I got rates, I got water bill, I got electricity. <laughs> All of a yeah. sudden, it's like I, I spent a hundred bucks, and I'm like just twitching at my eye that I just spent a hundred dollars on fucking useless shit. That's not <laughs> like you just, I just don't have it in me anymore the way I used to. So, and and yeah, like I said, if the music isn't, um, if I'm not vibing to the music, then I can't go sober because I can easily go there and have two beers and just enjoy it. But again, I need to be able to audibly hear the music to have the that to vibe off. If I'm not vibing off any energy. Yeah. Like that's, that's that's the thing. I think that's that's yeah. a key thing too. Is like when you're 18, 19, 20, when, when I'm talking out of myself here. When I was younger, I, I could just bounce off my own energy. That young fucking energy where I just like I was just doing whatever and I didn't need any specific thing to hype me up. But nowadays, it's like I need to have good music to hype me up, or I need to be like drunk to hype me up, or like I need you know good people laughing and conversations. To, it needs to be something. Beer pong, you know, shit like that. Something needs to be yeah. get me out of my seat to yeah. like go. If I, I can't just yeah get hyped up anymore over nothing, so yeah, very good point. Um, <laughs> that's sick. Well, uh, we've got a couple more things we can dive into. Um, we're gonna do a. The little- gig was good though. Just oh yeah, to round it up. Yeah, like, nothing to do up. with the bands. You guys, obviously, I'm just oh, talking like sick. Who yeah. else was on the bill? Just real quick, hollow well, out. Hollow Doubt there was, was there. another band I've never uh, seen. Hang 'em High like blew me away actually. Like Sick. obviously because of the um the venue as we were just talking, I'm sure they sound they sound better <laughs> everywhere else. Yeah, in a nice but they, acoustically they were dope. Like Sick. I think you left before they came on. Oh, uh, there was a band switching over and they there were like two songs in I think left. it might have been Hang 'em High then. But yeah, they were cool. Um I can't remember the other guys because we rocked up a bit later and missed them. But they're the three I saw, so hollowed out, hang a mine, disgust. Very good. Shout out to those guys. Get a better yeah. venue. Sick. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't there, so it's not even fair. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, whatever. Anyway, so we've got two more two more things that we can probably go through um, a little bit. One is we're going to do a, a bit of a review of your Axe Effects. Um, oh, yeah. And, and <clears throat> sort of go through a few things to do with that. But I might sort of take the opportunity to jump in for story time first. Yeah, because the Axe yeah. Effects will be a bit longer. So, um, And, you know... Obviously, I'm much more interesting than an Axe Effects. <laughs> One, two, three, go. <laughs> I'm not as fast as an Axe Effects. Wait. So, okay. So, essentially, for story time this week, um, I'm just going to go back and explain a little bit about one of the cool musical um, and cultural experiences I had the pleasure of um, embarking on in 2008, um, which was to be part of the Beijing Olympic conglomerate or bunch of musos to, that got picked to to go overseas and um, play at various events to do with the Olympics, which was um, very cool and exciting. I was very grateful to have the opportunity that I got. Um, I don't really honestly know how I got it, but I was made aware through school and through the school music programs that were like, hey, you know, people are being trialed out. Um, we're going to take a certain selection from Australia and basically we're going to learn some music here. We're going to learn some marching steps because um, it was a marching band. That was kind of the idea. And we're all going to then bring these bits and pieces together and meet up in China, do a week of rehearsals with everyone in the band and then do a week of performances. So um, there was about, I think it was about 2,000 people in the whole thing. Um Made up of a lot of yeah, lot of drums. Oh, dude! Oh, not all drums. Um, so you know, in the drum line, there's the marching snare drum, there's the bass drum, um, which can come in all different sizes as well. Right. So that's kind of cool. You can also have what's called tenor drums, which is essentially toms on this rack in front of you. Um, then you got people with cymbals. You you can have all sorts, but that's just sort of the main thing. You got people with flags. Um which just wave them around and stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> the triangle you know, equivalent yeah. of just like... I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, these people... Mom, flags. I got into the band. What do you play? The flag. <laughs> the flag. What? I'm the guy, I wave a flag around. Yeah, okay, sorry. Just be happy for me, Mom. It's actually quite big. It's quite a big responsibility in other parts of the world. So maybe if you are in part of the world that actually, <laughs> you know, rates a flag bearer, then um, let us know what your responsibilities and roles are and we'll move you higher up the list. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we're having people that yeah. fucking hold flags. Yeah, watching well, this podcast. Yeah, this is this is going to be the one that blows up now, and then yeah. we'll have a bunch the of flag views, bearers coming flags. to us. Like, <laughs> fun with Flynn, Sheldon Cooper. Yeah, um, yeah. So essentially, that then there's a whole bunch of brass, trumpets, trombones, saxophones, all of the above. Right, so it's massive. We had to have we when we were rehearsing, you had to have five conductors up on podiums spread out by like 50 to 100 meters apart who were all watching each other to try and conduct at the same time to try and conduct the whole people. Jesus. And imagine this, right? I was playing marching snare drum. So it was me. And then to my left, there was probably 15 other snare drums. And to my right, 15 other snare drums. And then maybe... In front of me would have been the the tenors or something like this or whatever. There's all the drums. So there's so many of us playing the same instrument. Like 
uh, the three of us could try and like clap together in a rhythm and there'd be so much flamming going on, like so much like rhythm going yeah. out here and there. Like you imagine the the time that it takes for sound to travel along the line to get these 30 or 40 snare drums, let alone 2,000 bloody people in an orchestra to sound good oh, together. Sick. Bro, <laughs> like... I'm just going to have to take other people's word for it that it sounded good because all I could hear was snare drums <laughs> literally <laughs> the entire trip. Um, so that like that was really interesting, but they, they were grueling, man. It was like really hot. They made us stand out in the concrete for hours and hours on end all Sounds day. Sounds like the army. All day, bro. There's people like literally just fainting with their equipment on, just falling to the floor. Bloody hell. It was like, holy crap. They, ha- they fed us literally just rice the whole time. Um <laughs> But in saying that, you know, everyone was really hospitable that looked after us, considering you're looking after 2,000 pretty yeah, much that's kids. a lot of mouths to And, be. you know, all the people that came with it. So, you know, big, big thing to do. But we played um, – so once we've done all the rehearsals and stuff, uh, we then did um, various performances. We were the first, like, people to perform in Tiananmen Square, which I don't know – can't really remember the significance of that, but apparently that was a big deal. Um, then we played on the Great Wall, which was also sick. That's how I learned to spin my sticks in the back of the bus for hours and hours because it took <laughs> so long to drive out there yeah. to literally stand on the wall. Um, it was really cool though, really, really awesome. And, you know, traveling around like through Beijing, Shanghai as well, we played some places. It was awesome to see like... Because you don't, you never get to see that kind of culture like deep into China and all of these places. Like just going through on a bus tour, um, just seeing how other people live. And like, granted, we're a bunch of Western people, you know, with nice clothes and whatever. Like, or you know, we're fi- like typical tourists rolling through. It was kind of like awesome to go into the markets and just see all these people with, you know, fried scorpions and all this weird stuff that you don't normally see in a trial out. Would you actually? I'd try it. If it wasn't poisonous. Yeah, no, they're not. They're like literally you know, like deep fried. They, they, they eat some weird shit. They eat poisonous fish and they cut out the poison yeah, from the fish um, and they eat it. It's a puffer fish. I, yeah. I yeah. normally know the name, but I can't There's think There's so it many spot. live like animals and things that they just the delicacies and they just you know serve them up on the side of the street and just even yeah just seeing how people live and and stuff it was really eye-opening especially at that kind of age um cool but then yeah sick few other events and stuff played some stuff that was pretty much my drumming experience uh at school and then taken worldwide so very very cool um it's awesome i think like the takeaway or like main kind of takeaways from something like that is to now looking back, I wish I'd sort of spent a little bit more taking it in, but you can't at you're that pretty young. young, man. You wouldn't have been yeah. able to appreciate like the culture and what you were actually seeing. Like you I, wouldn't yeah. have, I doubt you would have Googled what the Great Wall of China was and the history behind it, something to do with Mongolians or some shit. Yeah, and you know, like there was people, there was people like, yeah, the Mongolian keeps coming and he's just like he's just like barely touching it. He's just like throwing little <laughs> little rocks at it, and then the Chinaman's like, "God damn, Mongolian, go away from my wall." We're <laughs> <laughs> well, we gonna get cancelled for that, but fuck it, it's funny. That's funny. It's South Park. <laughs> Everyone knows South Park. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, but I was like more interested in just going and like 
playing drums and doing other stuff and yeah. chatting to Americans That's and awesome. things like this instead of listening to the history. So I wish I'd done a little bit more of that. But in saying that, like I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was sick. So that's pretty much cool, my man. story. Um, that's awesome. I wish I could do something like that again, but probably won't happen. Well, we're maturing, bro. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, man. We're we're just doing views going wild. 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 Worldwide. What was I trying to say? Going wild. Well, going worldwide. Prestige worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> wide, wide. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Prestige worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I sort of had, um, yeah, sort of uh, same sort of experience, but not with playing or anything just when I went to Thailand it was sort of just cool seeing like other people how they live and stuff and just how similar Thailand people are are to Aussies like so fucking laid back don't give a fuck just drink and have fun and talk shit and yeah um you know everyone there is just like you know drives cars like a fucking maniac <laughs> like everyone's speed demons yeah, and the, shit the like, rules are very relaxed in certain ways but they have you know other cultural parts that are, are the more complete sort opposite of, yeah exactly <laughs> it's either yeah. really um, fucking strict or not at all it's like yeah, yeah dude it's like but they're like you said it's just to see these people with pretty much nothing compared to what we have and still be super smiley and happy and laid back it's, and, all, it's all by perspective though like when you like um are surrounded by something from when you grow up, you're just like, oh, that's just normal. But there's, you know, there, there yeah. is no, yeah. there's no ideology of like, oh, they have it better than I do. You don't even know. You're just like, that's just becomes normal. That's why rich people can still get depressed. It's like, yeah, people are like, oh, but you're rich. You have everything. And it's like, yeah, well, that's just normal for them being rich. It's like mm, being rich to yeah, us, so people are true. fucking broke. We're like, oh, that would be awesome. But like, if we were rich and we already had all that shit, we'd still be fucking sad. Like, doesn't, yeah. It's sort of just, it's like a perspective sort of thing, I think. But it's true. It's true. Yeah. So I, I think it's more like, yeah, wealth doesn't equal like actual richness. Richness in mm. life is something different. And take it away, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Take that, run with it, <laughs> tell your psychiatrist and meditate. <laughs> Why does that sound like a tattoo? Tell your psychiatrist to meditate. <laughs> it's I should probably get that tattoo. somewhere on me. It's a bumper sticker for awesome. my car. Um, um, yeah, so Axe Fix Time? Or? Yeah, Axe Fix Time. Do you want to yeah. break down for the ladies and gentlemen the beautiful piece of gear that we've been <laughs> using for the yeah, last Probably should have unplugged it and brought it. So we're, gonna, yeah, we're just going to, you know, as we go along, talk about, um, you know, obviously what gear we're using. I've already touched on it a few times, but sort of more of an updated version of just how you know, it was like when we first got it and how I've been learning it and how, you know, actually review the gear itself in case anyone does want to, you know, look up into getting any gear for themselves if there's any musicians listening um, or other bands and blah, blah, blah. Should we talk about what it is first? Yeah, so it's an it's a amp simulator as well as, you know, it's it's it, uh, a tone modeler it, it emulates cab cabinets like real life cabs real life amps um real life pedals you know distortion pedals reverb pedals delays like essentially it can ten generate all sorts of different guitar tones like thousands of different guitar tones and different guitar chains like effects chains um without you having to lug around yeah, all, all in one pedals. convenient yeah. little package. You see, yeah, you see these old like old school dudes that just like have spent way more money in the long in their years than the Axvix cost. Because I've heard the first thing I can say is a lot of heard a lot of people say, "Oh, it's so expensive! It's so expensive!" I'm like, dude, for what you get, it'll last for so many years, way more years. You don't have to lug or anything around. You get way more in value of what the pedal you two hundred dollar pedal you bought from fucking Manny's 
you know, that does one specific type of delay. This thing can do the same thing, but in 50 other ways, plus different reverbs and different this and EQs and bloody, you name it, right? And it updates too as well. And it updates, yeah, and you get the the free updates with the, you know, as they update the firmware, you know, you download the updates and you get even more stuff. And uh, it's, 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 when I first got it, I was real confused. And even as a producer, I was still just like, I have no idea how to work around this thing. And I wasn't sure if I had, you know, made the right choice. Maybe I should have gone something like, you know, um, my dog is in the background getting yeah, in the bed. Yeah, I heard him. Get out of the bed. <laughs> Get out of the bed. Me too. <laughs> fucking little shit. Stop eating the rubber. I can hear noises out there. I'm just like, my dog is just getting into something. Um, so, yeah, um, I fucking lost my train of thought. Well, here's a question. You said, um, you know, you weren't sure how to use it initially and stuff there like we this. Go. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you do you feel like you still made the right decision? Oh, 100 million percent. So once I learned it, it was like, holy crap, I saw the value of this thing. Um, but yeah, when I when I was first learning it, it was real confusing just because of, you know, having to know um, what the names for everything was. So because I was, wasn't a, um, I didn't use hard gear before this, I sort of jumped straight into it. I didn't know what a, you know, PV head was or an amp head. I didn't know what a rectifier was or a Marshall. I had no idea about any of this stuff, right? I just knew that I liked guitar, distorted guitar. I didn't know. So once you start researching that, blah, 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 you're like, oh, I'm using this head with this cabinet. Oh, I'm using this impulse response. I'm using, oh, this EQ chain, da, da, da. And you start, you know, oh, this distortion pedal before the, uh, the preamp and blah, blah, blah. And you start figuring it all out. Um, the sheer capabilities of making so many different tones is so, you know, at your hands and very, very quick. Like, it's like you have a roadie that can just like move at the speed of light and unplug fucking things and plug things back <laughs> in and change your tone around and all your, like, you see these dudes rock up the gigs with all these foot pedals and all of the, and they're tap dancing yeah, on stage and it's real dancing. distracting. Yeah. Like I'll have one foot pedal and I'll be like a MIDI controller and I can just change my preset. And it's like, I've got a completely different cab, a completely different amp, a completely different tone. And it, the, the, for someone that's a producer like myself, the creativity that that unlocks for being able to have that um, not being held back by any gear or any yeah. physical, um, you know, oh, yeah, your PV amp fucking 5150 or whatever is fucking sick, like, but it does what it does. It's a sick rhythm distortion, and that's all you're going to get out of it, and obviously the clean tone. But you're not really going to change... Yeah. what it does all that much obviously and then if you do you got to change the cab and you got to grab a whole nother cab and put it in and I'm you know there's all so many different bloody things you got to do and that means that you wouldn't want to do it like you you'd be um, refraining from doing something like that on live because you're like oh I can't actually yeah. go and do this creatively I can't do what I want switch yeah. between this and this yeah. instantly and then you gotta buy like you know Digitech drop pedals if you wanna you know change tunings it's like you listen to our band man it's it's in, it's really insane when you think about it I don't think you and I have really even put this into perspective here because we're producers mm. we literally go from drop B drop A drop G drop F drop E in one set guys one set we had changed yeah. tunings that many it's times ridiculous. so when you listen to our band you're like holy crap like our music is so freaking on the on the spectrum sounds a bit wrong but <laughs> <laughs> all it's, over uh, it's just everywhere bro you're just like yeah. what that's why the bands they go oh we play drop C and they just fucking stay in drop C because it's easy for them yeah but where we have that two producers in a band and we're very creative and we just go 
no, I want to make an A sharp song. I want yeah. to make a drop G song. Like, and we just we just do it. We don't care. And then we figure it out later. And then yeah, it's sick. So you got the drop the drop effects of uh, Axe Effects as well. You can drop tune, and the drop tune's really good up it's to about brilliant four semitones, and you, is really good. Anything after that, you start getting a bit warpy. But about four semitones, you can go up or down. Um, which is eight semitones in total that you can pick from that sound like fucking Mintaz. Um, so that's really cool having that freedom. And yeah, it's really about just having the freedom um, to be able to have the song go into like a flanger, phaser, reverbed out, delayed, clean tone, playing for like a bridge or an intro and then just stomping on your foot and then you bang, you've just got a heavy guitar amp cab tone instantly within not even one second. Um, having that and then the, the functionality of being able to just, I'm pointing at it like you can fucking see, um, <laughs> of being able to hold this box in your hand, like you just literally just pick up this box and you just walk and you just go, here's an XLR, Mr. Frontman. And then you go, here's another XLR to the cab and you can run a cab and front of house simultaneously. And um, you got on stage sound and front of house sound, and it's just convenient. And you can run multiple things through it. Yeah, and you can blend impulse responses as well. So I can have when when what you're doing, you can do tricks that you can do in the studio. You can bring that to your live show, which you can't do with a real amp unless you want two fucking cabs there, which is crazy. So what most people do in the studio, which is here's another tip if you are a musician, if you want to have really really heavy guitar tones, a lot of the time you don't just use one amp and one cab. You can blend two amps and two cabs together as if you had two guitar players playing the same thing but you would have them on the same amp but you would change their cab and it's the slight difference in the cab um the cabinet that uh would make it sound um way more fuller because it's the same amp so you got the same preamp and the same distortion style that's coming from the amp but the slight changes in eq and the eq curve and the impulse response that's coming from the cab that's unique to that um can really make your tone sound fucking full as i like to do Fredman or Friedman to Fredman technique, whatever it is, where you have Friedman. Yeah, you have the darker tone mixed with a brighter tone and you blend both of them in. So we got these mics for. Yeah, they're Shure SM57s, right? So you usually do it with those, with two of them, and you have the one cone, one on the cone piece and one on like a 45 degree angle. So you can do that in a split second with just choosing a darker impulse response and then a brighter impulse response and blend it in on Axifex and now you've just got like a thick as fuck tone. Turn out the stereo, send it out of left and right, and then you chuck the front of house and you've just got like you know, yeah. if that was yeah. understandable. But yeah. yeah. I think you're right. It's just like the amount that I've seen of um, customizing that you can do to each and every single tiny little part of the process from guitar input all the way through to output um, is quite crazy to and, think about. And we're running two instruments through it too, guys. So we're running the bass through it as well. Yeah. Well, it has how many That's inputs? I touched like on before. Got four. Yeah, so you can run fair, fair bit through it, eh? And vocals yeah. and, and all sorts. Yeah, if you wanted to, you could do a vocal chain as well, 100%. So yeah, we're running... I got all these effects on it. Like you, the CPU is really good on it. It's like really can you, I, I'm got me with a full chain, Morgan with a full chain, and we're only hitting like 80% CPU, which is fucking crazy. We've got 20% room left. Um, and we're running, you know, I'm running pitch pitch shifters on Morgan's bass to get him to the right tuning, pitch shifter on my guitar, amps, cabs, EQs, compressors, like all of that. And then we run um, Morgan out of the his uh, Adam foot pedal, um, yep. which is we're gonna we're putting that later in the chain now. So then, um, which is should have done that from the start, but it's all a part of learning. You're just exactly. like really analyzing like 
as I've been learning about mixing, especially because I've been producing for years, but I've only really done the last year dabbled into actually mixing and mastering. Um, yeah, and just being like, okay, getting everything right at the source is so important, like way more important than really anything else that comes later. Because all the distortion is going to do distortion, all the you know EQs are going to do EQs, and everything's going to be all well and good. But that's more like being creative and making it unique to you. But in regards to like getting it to sound good, you have to have a have it right at the source. That means no humming, no frequencies that are being boosted before they get boosted a second time. Um, you know, and with his <clears throat> foot pedal, it's like it's literally grabbing whatever signal is going through the input and it's distorting the living shit out of it, and then blending it in with the original DI. So I'm like, if we get a really nice, clean, bassy DI, good high end on it, and then you run it down through the pitch shifter first, so then the pitch shifter's not trying to pitch distort because it's a polyphonic one, so it hears the pitch and the pitches it in real time. So if you if it's already distorted before it hits the pitch shifter, the pitch shifter's going to have a hard time trying to d- define what key it's in, what note it's hitting. Yeah. Um, so you do that first when it's clean, then on the output from the XFX output two, you chuck that through the foot pedal, then the foot pedal to front of house. That's and that's right, a yeah. way more better way of doing it. And then you have just the spot on fucking bass guitar. And when we, when we, when we did that, um, we haven't played any gigs like that yet, but in the future, it's going to be, it's the bass is going to be freaking sick. Yeah. Really it's cool. It's the importance of knowing exactly what each part of the chain and process is too. So and you it know. makes sense. The yeah. order, the order is important. You can't, you wouldn't chuck the cab before the amp. <laughs> like the That's amp right. goes yeah. first, then it's the cab. And that there's a reason for that. Yeah. And you, well, normally you wouldn't mix it up with real gear because it can only sort of go one way. But when you've got yeah. it like this, it's kind of, you can just drag and <laughs> drop, true. customize everything. Um, yes. it's, and it's <clears throat> what I've noticed as well, like, with this kind of with the gear and with the setup that we're using and stuff we've still got heaps of room to grow with it like there's capabilities of having all of the effects and various different parts of the effects and cabs and all the stuff to switch automatically with midi so yeah so that's that's going along step. your song and and you know we've seen bands do it where you know, stuff will just be automated through a computer that sits on the backstage. And as they're playing the solo, the reverb sort of fades in and out creatively mm. that's already pre-planned. So you don't have them, yeah, tap dancing for that's all definitely, this stuff. Yeah, that's definitely the the high end of it. It's really cool. So when you get to the professional level, what people may not understand is like a live show is a lot like a rehearse show. You know, it may look like they're just, you know, they're playing the songs and they're just in the moment and they're just freestyling, but a lot of it is actually rehearsed. It's like a dance routine. Like everyone knows yeah. where they have to be, what they have to do in that moment, what, you know, dance move or what position you have to be in, what transition you have to do. And when you're in the audience and you're watching, it's just a performance. It's a da 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 all the way to the end. You go bang and you fucking bow. Well, there you go. Thank you very much. Yeah. But yeah, and with the MIDI stuff, like you're talking about, it's like if you, um, were to freestyle and not hit your times, right? You know, you could be two minutes into the song instead of three minutes into the song and then the reverb starts midiing up and then if you're not yeah. on your timer, <laughs> you know, you're playing you're, you're playing rhythm and then the reverb starts coming up because you're not meant to be up to that part of that song yet. So mm. it's like you have to hit your keys and be on. That's why the, we have metronomes and in-ears in our, in our ears because we're, we're listening to the metronome. And it's we have, we're almost on that level with what we did with the propaganda show when we did, yeah. you know, started with propaganda and we had the intro and in our ears we got one, two, three, and we got because we know that we've got that's what we're doing yeah and then you freestyle in between in the sense of like you know you don't you you go and you just live within the set but you still have like set markers 
within that performance that, you know, mm. like, okay, in between Misfit and Suffocate, you know, I know that I'm going to have a 30-second break to talk to the crowd and then a pad's going to come in and an atmospheric, and I'm going to go, you know, thanks, everyone, coming out. Da, da, da. And, like, it seems like I'm just doing that on the fly, but in reality, we've actually rehearsed that and we yeah. know that I was going to always going to stop between these two yeah, songs. And exactly. It's sick, though. It's Yeah, it's really cool to have it all planned out. Yeah, I it's see- fun to plan it all out. It mm. is, it is. And I know like... Makes the show fucking flawless too. And you mm-hmm. still freestyle in between it. Like, don't get yeah. me wrong, there's still that live element of just like, I don't know what I'm going to do, how I'm going to move, how I'm going to jump. I may just randomly get a burst of energy on one of the breakdowns and just start freaking mm. thrashing and like, you know, so there's still the live element, but it's just like structured live. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. When you've got big shows to play and you're playing the same headline show in many places, it's just sort of easy to kind of automate... Well, it's like when like Parkway to... Drive, he didn't fucking grab that Molotov and throw it at the sign for no reason. Yeah. They planned yeah, that shit exactly. and they knew yeah. they were going to do that. And yeah. they knew that in that point in time, they're going to stop playing and he's going to grab a Molotov, fucking throw it. Yeah. It's rehearsed. Everything's Ooh. rehearsed. Yeah. And pyrotechnics get involved after that as well. So you get like mm. massive explosions on drops and. That's right. That's right. I learned a lot of that through stuff. obviously the DJing world and, and watching like big festivals and stuff and, and seeing all these coordinated lights, visuals, and the DJ songs. And I'm going. How on earth is he supposed to be up there live choosing which songs he's playing and mixing them at various different things? And he's on the same wavelength as the visual guy and light guy yeah. every time. Yeah, nah. and it's like no, no it's yeah. actually not. It's like the only person I've heard of. So there's two ends of this spectrum. There's someone like Zed who plays a pre-structured show from start to finish, mapped out completely. It's all all he does is push the a couple of buttons and put his hands in the air. He doesn't do he doesn't do shit all up there. One million dollars to do so. <laughs> Bro, probably like way more than that. But then there's someone like Armin, Armin Van Buren, who's been DJing since the beginning of vinyl and DJs and stuff like that. And he pretty much for maybe some of the top, top big festivals he doesn't, but most of the time he will be mixing live and he has a little messenger chat and sends it to his sound, these other guys and saying, I'm playing this song next, I'm doing this. That's cool. And they freestyle visuals. So they're not set visuals. Some of them wow. are because you can cue them in with the start yeah. of the song. In, yeah, in smaller shows, I could definitely appreciate that. That's where it comes in with what are you, what type of show are you putting on? Because if we're playing for fucking 20 people, it's like, are we really going to do a big Well, that, that's it. And it's like, yeah, you might have your real structured version for with MIDI and all of this. And then for we like can do- big festivals Yeah, and, and then you've got ones with backing tracks is cool. But if we've got them that we can just trigger after each song and have these stopping points where we can actually freestyle, that's a good way of balancing the crossover, Mm. I think. Um, Because there's like for someone like Zed, there's no room to move. Like if something happens, like Mm. he can't just, you know, like there's just, it's bad. So I think, you know, if, and like we were saying with the MIDI stuff, what happens if it goes wrong or the computer crashes or there's a little power card yeah. on the stage, which happens all the time, then you look like you don't know what you're doing because yeah. you're not used to just playing the songs without yeah. all of this stuff. So it's a fine balance, but like if this is how the professionals are doing it, then we've got to start thinking about that now i even said that with djing stuff like people would ask me oh how do i get into djing what sort of like gear do i need and i would say well doesn't really matter really it doesn't matter because you're just trying to learn the art of it and you use house decks most of the time anyway don't you true but there is something to be said about for example the universal 
decks that everyone uses in clubs are CDJs, CDJs pioneer ones, right? Majority of time right. until Xenon came out, Xenon DJ. But um, majority of the time, that's the industry standard. So that's where everything is. So you're better off to learn on that brand of gear. Now that doesn't happen with live music. Like you don't, like, yes, you might have a Marshall or a PV or something. There's a few amps yeah. that are it's pretty standard. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that those are the only thing, like you should just go and get that. I think you can just learn or anything and learn as you go, mm. which is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's kind of like, it's, it's a real fine balance. Um, and I think there's a lot of fun in finding where that line is. Like I think people, the, the biggest tip you can take away is don't be fucking intimidated, man. Yeah. Like we, the reason why it's going to sound like not cocky, like, I think the reason why we achieve so much in regards to our sound and why we're so diverse and our first EP doesn't reflect it, this new EP will reflect it more when you when it comes out, you'll be able to hear what we're talking about. Um, but the reason why we achieve so much in regards to soundscape and, and changing and tunings and everything else is because when me and Jordan look at a challenge, we don't get intimidated and a lot of you see that happen a lot in the industry is like people would just stick to what works because it's easy and they go oh i just plug in my my cord there and it, it makes sound and there you go and they just they don't even want to fathom you know you don't have to be a producer like you can just learn literally 10 percent, and it'll elevate your music so much and as an artist would you not want your music to be elevated do you not want your bass to sound fucking better more grittier more aggressive make your guitars sound meaner fucking like sick high-end crunch to them like why would you want to just be like oh, i just plug it into a pv and that does the job it's like yeah. you know how many sound guys have we had to argue with yeah. like especially yeah. fucking me i'm trying yeah. to like they don't understand that the fucking oh axe effects like I don't think we've played a show yet. And the sound guys always accident. argue with me. They're like, where's the bass cab? I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, where's the bass amp? I'm like, that's there. He's like, you said that's your amp. I'm like, yeah, it's both. He's like, and they just look at me like, just utterly like, <laughs> what? And I'm like, just fucking plug the XLR in and do your job, you shit cunt. Like, I can do your, I can do <laughs> your step fucking- Step aside, let me do it. <laughs> bro, like I get, I'm just like, I can do your job better than you. I didn't even study it. Like, fuck off. Like these cunt, they, they just like, we need a bass cap and a bass amp because I'm from the 1990s and that is how music is made. Like motherfuckers, yeah. 2022, grow up. Like technology it, advanced, dude. That's true. But these are- not premier venues for live gigs. Yeah, when well, we start touring with Hyper Veil, maybe we'll be fucking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, these guys have probably been roped into tour doing with Northlane. Con. Fuck. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. So that would be Marcus. Awesome. Yeah, hit me up. Marcus. Marcus Brimage. Marcus. Yeah. Whatever his last name is, Bridge or something. I, yeah, Bridge. I just listened to a podcast he was on yesterday. Fucking about his mate. new album. Exciting. Joey Dog. They pushed back the release. Too. Yeah. Not sure why. Um, oh. Head to northland.com forward slash distorted views. Distorted views <laughs> on tour. Yeah. Uh, That's dope. Um, yeah, cool. So, wrapped up about the XFX. Thanks for yeah. explaining that. That sounds really cool. Um, pleased about that. Uh, I think that's pretty much us for today. No yeah. more notes, eh? Well, I've got, I've got notes, but they're just Whatever. other notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much it for us this month. Good chat. Um, we're hoping to get someone special on next month to have a chat with, which will be cool. If you're a vocalist, um, yeah, or you know someone who's a vocalist, hit them up to watch our next podcast coming out after this one because it's going to be a fucking good one. Yeah, sick. Um, really good one. Otherwise, stay safe. Yeah. Have a good one. La-di-da-di-da. Bye, Bye. Felicia. Bye. <laughs> See you.